All right, so our first review of the day is going to be for the Disney Plus animated series, What If, this time season two. Uh, so uh, how much, uh, what did you think about season one of What If, the Christian Flex? Uh, I really liked um, season one. Um, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, what If season one uh, and um, Star Wars Visions came out at the same time and people were comparing the two and and how great both were in their own ways um yeah let me just quickly pull up season one um starting off i saw some complaints about this character today about like why is she suddenly everywhere we don't care about her get rid of her you captain find no- carter captain carter um what if season one starts with captain carter um like it or not this show is does have connectivity uh, with you know with Supreme Doctor Strange and the Watcher being the narrator and um, there is a through line and it does feel as though if you like it or not Captain Carter is kind of the main character of of um of uh, of this what if series she's kind of the the constant um, mm-hmm. um, her story is kind of the one we're following even though it is fun to witness all these um, scenarios and um, and situations and and characters. Uh, who we don't usually see interact with each other, interact with each other. Um, but from episode one of season one to um, to the to the ending, where the Watcher you know collects all of our heroes from the Guardians of the Multiverse, to season two where um, it picks up where she and Widow are looking at um, the Hydra Stopper, you know, kept by uh, Shield, and Steve Rogers is still in it, like. You know she's she's the main character so i i really liked um uh season one i loved uh the uh, t'challa star lord i loved um hank pym taking revenge on uh the avengers initiative because hope uh you know died at a mission um what if dr strange lost his heart was was fantastic what if zombies is i think, I think a classic thing in, in in marvel um the Killmonger one was great. Like I, I loved all of season one. Um, yeah. So season two was uh, again for the most part really great. I think three and four were my weakest uh, episodes and most un- uninterested. But um, yeah, I think everything else in season two I absolutely loved. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Everything else I love, but um, episode three and four are kind of forgettable for me. So in case people don't know, so What If is an, kind of somewhat of an anthology series with the Marvel MCU characters where you kind of see them different universes and different situations. You know, what if, you know, what if, you know, this thing happened instead of this thing happened? Um, like, as, you know, Chris mentioned, like with the very first episode of the very first season, like Captain Carter, it's like, what if, you know, she ended up taking the super soldier serum and not Steve Rogers? So you see the adventures of Captain Peggy Carter there. Um, in this second season, the first episode is What If Nebula who Nebula is Thanos' daughter. Um, you also saw her in the Guardians uh, movies there, uh, you know, played by uh, Karen Gillan. What if she joined the Nova Corps? And that first episode is kind of almost like a Blade Runner type episode here uh, on, the, on the planet here of Nova Prime, uh, which was kind of somewhat cool. We'll get into all the episodes here. But like I said, it's kind of somewhat of an anthology here, you know, detailing different situations in, in the multiverse. And then you have Jeffrey Wright, who plays the Watcher, uh, who's just narrating mostly everything and watching over, you know, hence his name and all these things, kind of introducing you to the story and kind of what's going on. Um, so we'll go through kind of the episodes, um, least favorite, most favorite. Uh, but, you know, like I mentioned, the uh, Nebula, you know, joined the Nova Corps. I mentioned Peter Quill, you know, attack Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Happy Hogan saved Christmas. Uh, what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? Captain Carter fight the, fought the Hydra Stomper. He already reshaped the world. Uh, Hela found the Ten Rings. And what if the Avengers assembled in uh, 1602? So it's usually eight episodes. Um, and this is already getting to season three. Um, they already released uh, footage of like a early clip of what's going to uh, episode of what's going to happen in season three. Uh, this is it right here. This is uh, you have the Red Guardian who's voiced by uh, uh, who's the character in the in the MCU is played by. What's his name? Uh, David Harbour. David Harbour. 
Um, and then Sebastian Stan, who's the Winter Soldier. And then also you have Lawrence Fishburne here, who's uh, the Goliath. Um, who seems like he's be, maybe he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point uh, here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of an early clip. So this has already been, I guess, greenlit for a third season already. And they already you know, have the episode kind of somewhat uh, in motion already. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll go through the episodes. Uh, so, Chris, what were your thoughts on season two of What If? Uh, season two, uh, I really liked it, um, starting with uh, episode one, uh, if Nebula joined the Nova Corps. Although it wasn't my favorite, um, you, you said it, uh, the aesthetics is very Blade Runner, very cyberpunk. Um, it's it's Nova Corps, but not the same, like it's 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 Xandar, right? Like, But just not as bright and, and uh, pretty and blue sky as we see in the first Guardians, uh, volume one. Um, it's dark, rainy, there's smoke everywhere and a lot, a lot of neon lights and the cop cars, they literally take off like the Blade Runner cars, like with the steam, with the smoke blowing up um, first and then like the way it hovers up. It's literally like verbatim, like inspired by, by Blade Runner. And um, it's, 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 it's a, it's a uh, noir kind of style because, um, that, you know, spoiler, you know, uh, are we doing spoilers? Like, can we? Are we talking about like in depth? Yeah, we could do spoilers. Um, uh, she's sent on a mission by um, by um, by the Nova. I forget her name, but um, Glenn Close's character from Guardians um, sends her on a mission to find out, you know, something going on, and it's it's a trap, uh, and uh, she has and and uh, and Nebula. You know, it's one of those things where um, this person who you once looked up to. You know, you know, you now have to take them down because they're corrupt, and um, and that was and that was cool to see. And, and Nebula is always a cool character to do that with, <clears throat> because of her own personal growth in, in our you know in the live action movies, um, becoming a stone cold killing machine, and her arc of gaining her humanity and becoming a person again. Um, that was really cool. So, but uh, episode one, it wasn't my favorite, but I liked. I was I was more of a fan of the noir style and the Blade Runner aesthetics and anything else. <clears throat> Episode two was one of my favorites. Uh, I, I called it um, Avengers uh, 1988. Um, it's uh, it's uh, what if uh, Yondu didn't have a change of heart and he just picked up Peter Quill and gave him the ego. Ego, uh, you know, a younger version of himself uh, could immediately go into his uh, mission with, with his seedlings and like, uh, carrying out the expansion, but uh, uh, Peter Quill is still, is, still, is still a good kid who has all of his mom's morals, and um, he tells the Guardians, who composes of uh, King T'Chaka, which is really cool to see, still voiced by the same actor in Black Panther, um, uh, uh, Atandwa Kani, I think his name is. I, I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, he's great, and he, and he it's it's the same kind of 2016 suit, but he he, he keeps um his sash. Uh, like his his traditional um African uh, uh garb on him actor right here. Yep. Oh wow, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, Todd McConney. Um, yeah, I like uh, the sash. I wish. Yeah, I kind of like the sash. You know what I mean? I don't know. I wish the cool, modern black kind of kid. Yeah. Um. So it's him. It's uh, once again Goliath, um, who's first referenced in 2018's uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, but younger because it's 1988. Hank Pym. And they're still compete on comparing sizes for whatever reason. <laughs> um, uh, uh, who else is part of the team? Uh, you also have uh, Annette Benning, who's like Annette, Annette Benning um, from uh, Captain Marvel, um, Marvel. Um, and even though they're not combatants, we do have Peggy Carter um, without the serum, and we have uh, Howard Stark, who uh, is still he's kind of like, he's kind of the, the guy in the chair. Um, and so it's kind of funny that. The Avengers 1988 still has a Stark on the team, even though he's not in armor and he's like he's not fighting. Um, am I missing anyone else from the team? But like, it was it was a cool story, and also of course we have a younger Hope Van Dyne, and uh, she has a little, a little chemistry with a, a young Peter Quill. You know, it's a cool what if they ended up being a thing, like uh, like oh, in the Thor, Thor also. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Th Thor uh, joins the fray as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just a really fun what if episode, a really fun scenario. It was cool to see Ego on Earth doing his crazy celestial powers against you know King D'Chaka and, and Goliath and 
Hank Pym and and, and Thor, and um, you know, I, I didn't like that hope. You know, let Peter free because he is very dangerous. And um, oh, also Bucky, um, the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah he, he was there, him. and uh, it was a really cool moment where uh, he had a a, a, a side mission uh, with I guess. I guess the Soviets because it's the eighties. Um, uh, and uh, they're telling him to take the shot, to take out the kid, but Howard Stark uh, intercepts the phone call and says, you know, Steve Rogers would have taken that shot and he, and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't want you to, you to take that shot. And like, he snaps Bucky out of it. It was a really cool, uh, you know, what if moment. Uh, so yeah, episode three is episode two is one of my favorites. Uh, episode three, I didn't care for it. Uh, what if Happy gets powers and saves Christmas? Um, he Happy turns, Hogan saves Christmas. It's like their yeah. diehard episode, basically. Yeah, he, he gets, like, purple uh, Hulk powers. He turns, like, kind of misshapen, bulky, purple, <laughs> veiny neck. I'm like, all right, this is... I, 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 didn't, I didn't care for that one. Uh, uh, and then, again, episode four. That was Episode four here was supposed to be in the season in season one. This is the Gamora episode that that the Watcher takes her from and makes her a Garden of the Multiverse. Oh, okay. Uh, but for some reason, this episode didn't make it into season one, so we're getting it now. Uh, what if Iron Man in 2012 didn't come back from the wormhole after throwing the nuke uh, at at Thanos's army? Cool. What if premise? But personally, I've never been invested in uh, in Tony Stark. Um, uh, or Iron Man, like I like him playing on a team, which he kind of isn't here. But still, I'm just not over. I'm just not invested. And in, uh, is his personality bouncing off of um, the Grandmaster, uh, voiced by uh, Jeff Goldblum? That was awesome. I uh, is this? I I didn't care for it. I, I really didn't care for it. Um, it's uh, Super Smash Bros. MCU. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing I did like um, Iron Man and Gamora bonding over uh, their troubled relationships with their fathers and like that being Tony's connection to Gamora and stopping her out of being Thanos's like um, executioner and living for herself and, you know, breaking free from those chains. So that was it. Besides that, I didn't care for um, episode four. Um, episode five, another one of my favorites, because it goes back to Captain Carter kind of being, you know, her story is kind of being a through line in what if. Uh, this is kind of her own Winter Soldier kind of story because uh, uh, here Bucky grows grows old, and it's cool to see. Even though it's an animation, it's it's, a, it's still a really cool what if. Uh, Bucky is the one who survives and grow, grows old. He's Secretary of State, and uh, Steve is the one who's kind of like the old friend, the old uh, loved one who's lost in time. And when he comes back, it's not Hydra who has him; it's the Red Room, uh, who we meet in uh, the. Uh, Black Widow movie. It's, it's it's the Legion of Black Widows, and where these women are trained, abducted, and like I don't know if they're they're abducted. They kind of are. Like they're taken yeah. from their lives, and they're forced to do this. So yeah, um, uh, that it was a really cool story, um, and uh, I like where it ends with her falling through the portal, and it you know that her stories keep you know they they kind of snowball into other stories, which is why I feel like she's kind of the main character of of What If because only. Only her stories are the ones that snowball into other, into like she has an arc. Um, so yeah, episode five was great. Episode six, uh, when that dropped, everyone on Twitter was talking about it. Uh, Devery Jacobs from Reservation Dogs uh, comes in, and she's the voice of Cahorty, uh, uh, um, uh, who is indigenous to the Mohawk people, and um, yeah, the, the what if is. Um. Uh, what if Asgard got destroyed and then yeah. the Tesseract fell to Earth and then it fell to yeah back yeah and, um, the Tesseract falls into uh, into Mohawk Nation it it, it it floats to the bottom of a lake and opens a portal and when you go through because inside the Tesseract is the Space Stone and the Space Stone opens portals and it does many things you fall through and it's it's the same tribe but. The ancestors and people who who got lost in the lake end up living down here. They can't make it back, but the Tesseract has given them powers. Um, 
they, they can jump higher, run faster. They're they're physically stronger, um, and and that was and that was fantastic. And uh, uh, long story short, um, Cahorty, uh voiced by Derry Jacobs, and Derry Jacobs, I, I believe, is also uh, part of the Mohawk tribe. They got to speak their own language. Uh, I don't. It's I'm not going to say the language because I can't pronounce it, but uh, it's. <laughs> it's it's really great, and you know, if you go to my TikTok and you know see my reviews, I'm always championing for uh, indigenous stories and indigenous representation. So, Cahorty uh, getting the powers and making it back to her people to save them from uh, Spanish conquistadors was fantastic. I I, I love that she was able to use her powers to shun away the ships, blow up the ships, take out these colonizers, these oppressors, and just eradicate them it, it was an awesome story uh so yeah episode six is definitely one of my favorites and i'm glad um people were so buzzed about it um yeah. I, I saw on your on, on the search um a lot of people immediately were like oh amber mid thunders like get her to be the live action I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like yeah for sure but if you if you watch reservation dogs uh Derby jacobs could do this i'm not saying yeah. like it's an action role but like she's young enough and she you know, also looks the part. She's also indigenous, and she already speaks the language. Like, I, I love Amber Mid Thunder, and I, I want her to. I want her and more things, of course. Mm. But if they do ever go a live action Cohorty, I think Devery Jacobs should do it. Yeah, um, and this uh, is her right here, and she does a great job in Reservation Dogs. Um, yeah, she plays a uh, um, Aurora um, in uh, Reservation Dogs. Yeah, um, and yeah, in Lauren Reservation Dogs, and it's kind of crazy because before I looked up her age when I was watching the show. I thought she was like the same age about as them, but she's actually much older than most of the people. She's 30 right now. Um, yeah, she's the oldest member, member of the cast, yeah, of the, of the four kids. Yeah. But she kind of looks still teenager. <laughs> she kind of looks still teenager. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't get her. I mean, do you think, because I asked this question on uh, Twitter as well, it's like, do you think like, this character of Kahori, do you think it'll turn into a Harley Quinn type situation like from her with the animated series because she was another character that was created purposely for the animated series. Kahori is another, she's the first MCU original character that they have that they're created for What If. Do you think it's a possibility we're going to see her in other media like comics or video games, movies, other shows? Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, um, I, I, I saw your tweet and, and, um, and uh, I, 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 do, I do think so. Um, purely based on the reaction when this episode dropped because um, season two of what if dropped daily, like every episode, every day they dropped an episode. And uh, when episode six dropped, um, it was, it was trending. It was the only thing on my feed. And I was like, this is, this is fantastic. So there's definitely an audience for it. I think there's a, a, a hunger and demand for it. And, um, and uh, yeah, bring her in um the the space tone out of all the infinity stones be giving out powers man and um uh it gives you the space tone gives you like like all the powers like just like captain marvel kahori can i think i think she can fly like she was she was hovering and like taking on wanda midair um uh, um she has she has uh, projectiles um uh she, super she's speed. Uh, super, super speed i think she has a uh, uh super strength like she has um, she can open portals. Um, she can do a, um, a lot of things uh, with her powers. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, um, this is her debut. She's not from the comics, uh, and it would be awesome to see her in live action, uh, in, in comics, in, in video games, novels, all, all that, all that. So, uh, episode six was definitely one of my favorites. Episode seven was also very special. Yeah, right there, right there. Um, uh, Hella. And uh, when Wu, that team up, um, what if Hela was treated the way Thor was treated in the first Thor movie, where um, her bloodlust is her problem and she has no respect for life as the goddess of death and Odin casts her out, takes her, takes her helmet, takes her, takes her, um, her title and, and, and casts her out. She has no powers and she lands uh, somewhere in, 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 in like, you know, in Asia where, uh, where uh, Wenwu and the Ten Rings army is, you know, they're they're just conquering. Uh, conquering. They're in the middle of their conquest. Um, and she has no powers, but um, eventually they, again, long story short, they team up, Hela and Wenwu, and uh, 
as as we see in the movie Shang Chi, Wu likes it when he meets a woman who who he can't beat in a fight. Like it kind of turns him on, like because <laughs> like, yeah. because he because no one can beat him. Like he he's used to winning, and like when he when he meets a a woman who he can't beat, he's like I, I like you. Like I, I want like like I want you around. Um, uh, that team up, and you know she goes to Talo, and she and she learns the the, the mystical kung, uh, martial arts. Um, that Shang Chi learns about, like you know, balancing and like using like the wind power and, and all that stuff. Um, when they team up against Odin, it was really cool, especially especially Wen Wu versus Odin because they both have those those powerful dad kind of positions. Mm. Um, uh, it, it was interesting um, matchup, but as the show played out, Odin is still an, like an all father. He's still a, a god, and Wen Wu is just. A man whose life has been preserved by the power of these rings. So it would be Odin in the end, but it was a cool fight to see. Um, uh, it was also really cool to see uh, Hela gain uh, a sense of empathy and a, and a appreciation for life. She gets her helmet back and becomes Hela the White, and uh, she becomes powerful enough to vanquish Odin. Who you think that's a callback to when she was in Lord of the Rings, Kate Blanchett? De- 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 definitely. Um, I didn't even wow. I didn't. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, but whenever a character comes back as as the White, like in, like in Ahsoka or here, it's always like uh, it's always a, a Lord of the Rings reference. It, it feels like. Um, so uh, yeah, Hela and Wen Wu working together to fight Odin. That was an amazing. Uh, as far as what if, what if premises go. That was something I never would have thought of, and and, and I loved it. Uh, so yeah, that was one of my favorites. Episode eight, Avengers sixteen oh two. This is a continuation of Peggy Carter. Episode five. The episode ends. She falls through a portal, and she's in sixteen oh two. And uh, it's really cool to see uh, Loki, Thor, and Hela as royal siblings, be siblings, not fighting each other, but just just getting along. Uh, um, I I forget what was happening. Like it was, uh, there was like rips in space. Rip, uh, yeah, it, was, it was like the universe. One universe was bleeding into their universe, so it was kind of destroying yeah. everything. So they were yeah. trying to. Wanda is the witch of this uh, pre kind of sixteen oh two universe was trying to pull people heroes that could help them uh, fight and help them. Yeah, with these rips in the universe there. Yeah, and and like with with that, it's. It's so funny, like the the final shot of this season, uh, the way What If and Loki are really holding down the multiverse thing in Phase Five, like the whole multiverse saga, is is in the way other sh- other movies and shows kind of haven't is kind of astounding. But um, yeah, in uh, sixteen oh two, there's rifts in space and uh, Captain Marvel's there and, and she meets another Steve Rogers uh, who's like Rogers hood. And he's on a team with uh, Ant-Man and Bucky and uh, Thor is kind of like the, the, the it's kind of the greedy King kind of character. Um, they do lose Hela to, uh, to the, to the riff uh, in, in space. So he's like not happy about that. And, like swears to like avenge her. Um, and yeah. it seems like Loki is just like a kind of not a not a jester, but he's just like actor. He's just like a plain yeah, because yeah. he, he's the, like he's the youngest sibling. So like like Thor and Hela are like on the throne, kind of watching their little brother do his thing. Like let, let, he, he's the youngest. Let, let him have his fun. Let him do his thing. Uh, uh, so uh, so there was that, and uh, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I I liked um for some reason I'm drawing a blank on sixteen uh uh o two um. But I, I, I do know, um, again, it, it, it bleeds into, the episode ends with uh, Doctor Strange saying, I need your help. And that brings us to episode nine. I'm not sure why. I remember I liked episode uh, Avengers uh, 1602, but I, I'm drawing a blank on like all the details. Uh, oh, uh, another uh, Steve Rogers shows up, and he's from Infi- like Infinity War. Uh, yeah. He's like all green because... In, in that universe, uh, not in our Infinity War movie, but in his universe, he punched uh, um, during the Battle of uh, Wakanda. He 
when he was like 1v1 with Thanos, he punched uh, the uh, time stone out of the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And that's how he kind of became, um, what, what did the, what did um, Thor call him? Like, it's him. It's the, it's the hero of time. It's the, he, he called him something. Uh, like he got exactly what he called him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, but, it shows up like this apparition kind of situation yeah, where he showed and, up. Yeah. And, and, and Thor is like, oh, it's him. The person like we're looking for, it's the guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the guy. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, it's, I, I like that. Uh, both Peg, uh, Peggy Carter and Doctor Strange have this have this uh, shared uh, trauma of never making it with their loved one in any universe. Like it's so rare. Uh, Doctor Strange, it's never. Um, and with Peggy, there's like an oh, this in only certain certain circumstances that she ever gets to end up with Steve Rogers. But for, for mostly every other story, they don't make it. Um, so uh, it was cool to see that uh, in Avengers 1602. But again, episode nine, uh, Supreme, Doctor Strange, Dark Doctor Strange, whatever we're calling him, he's still corrupt. And uh, he's still trying to get back what he lost. Uh, Christine and his universe, which he lost by causing incursions, uh, by just absorbing dark energy, dark, dark magic, uh, dark matter and just he kept he did what Miguel O'Hara did in Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. He broke the canon so many times his his world fell apart. Just like, okay, we can't keep doing this. Stop trying to bring Christine back. You're, you're breaking the fabric of time and, and that's what happened. Um, in episode 9 of season 2, he is, uh, he, he asks he goes to 1602, asks Peggy Carter for help there's a villain I need your, I need your help uh, to capture. He's lying, of course. That villain is Kohori, and and she tells, and now speaking English, and, and Debbie Jacobs' uh, English voice, um, she's telling uh, Captain Carter, he's lying. He's collecting both universe killers and uh, and uh, and great uh, heroes in order to, and he's feeding them to a forge to create uh like their sacrifice is gonna help him create his his universe again. So that was what that's what he was actually doing. And so their team up, uh Captain Carter and uh Kohori was again a really cool what if scenario and a lot of people again on Twitter were comparing it to man, this is what Secret Wars can look like because the um, when Captain Carter throws her shield and lets out all these characters, we get all these crazy what if scenarios. Surtur comes out of nowhere. Hela comes out of nowhere. Thanos comes out of nowhere. And um, and uh, Killmonger. Uh, Killmonger Infinity. comes out of nowhere. Uh, and uh, Kahori like does a crazy trick and like sucks him out of his suit and sends him away. I was like, bro, this woman is powerful. Like, dang, like this is all from the Space Stone. Um, Captain Carter puts on puts on his armor and get, I guess the. Infinity Stones, and they go back to face face off against um, the corrupt Doctor Strange, who is just he is so powerful, man. He can go toe to toe with with someone with he can, he can he can fight someone who has all the Infinity Stones plus uh, uh, Kahori's like already amazing power. Uh, and I and I get it. Back in his episode, he absorbed a lot of different abilities, different types of. Uh, forbidden, forbidden magic, but like, man, the way he was holding his own against uh, Captain Carter, who had all the stones, was crazy. But um, uh, he opened the portals, started feeding the characters to uh, the forge. Uh, Kahori tried to use her own portals to save them, but she couldn't save all of them. And on their way down, Hela throws her helmet. Thor sh- throws uh, uh, Mjolnir. Uh, Wen Wu throws the rings, and like. Someone complained. People were complaining about uh, like all the different uh, weapons being used all at once, but like that's that's how it oftentimes works in these kind of stories. Like you take all the great weapons, you put them together, and you, you become like a greater whole. Like I don't understand. I, I thought it was 
pretty cool. I thought it was pretty exciting because it's like, yeah, all these weapons. Thor, I think even another Thor, didn't he throw his sword from the 1602 episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a Thor that was like kind of monstrous, but he was still a Thor. And he had like a really crazy, like um, Excalibur green looking thing. Um, uh, it was, it, it was, I, I thought it was really cool because Kahori picks up Mjolnir because she's worthy, obviously. And she puts all the ten rings on one arm, and like again, like the combinations with all these with all these weapons was was uh, really cool. And uh, in the end, it's it's kind of uh, bittersweet and kind of uh, uh, full circle. Stephen Strange succeeds in what he wanted to do. His world, Christine, comes back, and they do live on. But it's at the cost of his own life because he he himself, I believe, ends up being fed to the forge, uh, and it was it was his it was he was the last sacrifice and the last you know person to go in before everything kind of uh, uh, went back. So um, and then uh, and, and then we go back to uh, the watch uh, the watcher who says I I, I returned Kohorni to her time and. Uh, and uh, he brings uh, Captain Carter back, and um, yeah, man, S- season two was was amazing, and uh, I think because of because of that, it's you know people can be upset about it, but Captain Carter is the one. She feels, at least to me, she feels like the main character of the show. Yeah. Uh, how's it going, Ninja? Good to see you, man. Uh, glad for you to be here. Um, so yeah, with this season two, um, is it an improvement over season one? Uh, I think in some ways it is. Um, I think it does some other things better here. I think the animation is a little sharper in the season two. I think the action scenes are better. I think some of the stories, um, they do, they play around a little bit more with the what if concept. I yeah. still do think, uh, it, it's, it's just going to be limited to characters that we already mostly know. Um, as far as the what ifs, because they have to stay within the MCU, it's not like you can't do, you know, what if about characters we haven't seen yet. So the chance of like you have to wait till the X Men come into the MCU officially for we can see like an X Men what if story and then a Fantastic Four what if story and so on and so forth. So I think that kind of it just yeah kind of limits things somewhat. Um, when you talk about some of kind of the I think the best episodes here, uh, yeah, I think the Kahori episode. I mean, it's nice to see in a fresh original character in, in yeah. something. I think that's good. That's nice. Um, and all the stuff that, that she could do. Uh, again, uh, Devery Jacobs, you know, it's gory. You know, got somebody actually indigenous, got somebody who's actually part of the people that are in the show that uh, the character is from, which is really good. Um, I also would say uh, Hella, she found the Ten Rings. Uh, and then Kate Blanchett, that, that was her. That was her voice. She did return as Hella. Um, that was pretty good. I like that with Win Wu. Um, they kind of pair up pretty well because both are kind of you know war mongering type people. Like he was all about conquering, she was all about conquering. You know, so they kind of matched personality wise. So that was kind of something fun there. Um, I do think with the length of these episodes, it's, it is like okay, we have to get to this pretty fast. Like they don't have like they don't do like forty minutes even. It's like okay, we got to get to this pretty. So Hella having a like she kind of goes does the training. Then has a childhood trauma revelation moment where she goes to therapy and then okay oh well I get it like that's the reason I've been doing this this whole time for thousands of years this is the reason I wanted to do this kill millions and millions of people, um, and that's what I did but the I think the action sequences are are pretty good they're pretty solid in this like like the Odin, uh, Hela and and when Wu fight I thought was pretty good, um, I thought when the final battle Kiori and Captain Carter kind of comes in and they fight Sorcerer Supreme. Um, when it comes to, uh, I think, you know, Captain Carter, because a lot of people saying like, you know, Captain Carter is like, who said that we wanted Captain Carter? Uh, you know, it's like, cause like you said, she seems like she is the main figure of this show. Like she's kind of the lead of this anthology show that yeah. she's the through line between really all these things. Yeah. Um, and you know, Haley Atwell, I, I like Haley Atwell a lot. Um, I was one of the 50 people that watched the Agent Carter show when it was on the air on ABC. I was one of those people. I, I'm still rooting for if they can come back with a season three. But um, yeah, you know, so it seems like I don't have an issue with Agent Carter. I didn't, you know, uh, yeah, but it seems like, you know, and then even the where this season two leads off on, it seems like she is going to be a thing where maybe her and the Watcher are going to go around 
like he's going to put her in all these different places where you know she can kind of interact with some maybe other characters and other universes and kind of play around there you know truly be like you know this soldier at a time who's all at a time in all these other different places yeah. um you know uh, but i do agree with you i think the happy hogan episode the diehard type episode i think maybe was eh, it, i mean it was, it was maybe the weakest it was like sam rockwell was the hans gruber character um i never really liked what they did with justin hammer um you know that character even though sam i love sam rockwell i think he's a terrific he's actor he's funny um, you know, I just wish I don't know. I wish they would wish they would have done something better with him. Yeah. Uh, you have Kat Dennings who's back as Darcy, who's in it as well. Uh, Maria Hill, who's in this. Um, and then you have kind of the Avengers who kind of come in at the towards the end here. Um, yeah, I thought that was what else episode did you think was pretty weak? Um, just to go back really quick, um, that is, the, I, I forgot to mention, uh, you said it the final shot. Um, when when the day is saved, Captain Carter is like, um, "Don't take me back yet. Like I want to see some more." And he takes her to uh, Yggdrasil, like Loki's Loki's new magical loom that's holding all the timelines together. Like that was really really cool. And you know, oh, so that's what that was. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's moments like that that make you feel like maybe maybe there's maybe there still is a plan. For the MCU Phase Five going forward, because as of right now, characters haven't met yet. We don't know how we're leading into the next Avengers movie. But like, like I said, Loki and What If is really holding it down—the whole multiverse saga thing—and that that really just kind of it felt like like um like it was capitalizing, and and uh, I loved it. Um, uh, but yeah, going back to your question, yeah, season two, um. And this I, was this was it right here. Yeah, yeah. That got yeah. all the Christmas decorate. They kind of added that for the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's you know Loki is a Norse god, and in Norse mythology, Yggdrasil is is the world tree that all the worlds hang on the the branches of this tree. So like, if 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 the temporal loom is a is a failsafe and it's only designed to hold. You know the sacred timeline, and that's it. it. It will it will delete any branches that that you know that that break off. Um, then Loki will make a new formula, a new loom, and what better way to accommodate all these uh, uh, um, infinite expanding branches than to create a loom that's in the form of a tree that has both roots and branches that can grow as much as you need them to, like. It's it. It was really like it. It was it was really really brilliant storytelling. Um, uh, but yeah, going going back to uh, uh, your question, um, even though I think season one had, I liked every single episode for different reasons, like different all the all the all the what ifs. Season two, even though two episodes were weak for me. Uh, the hol- the holiday episode and Iron Man meets Gamora and like the racing episode was weak for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other seven stories, there were more there were more bold what if stories. Like it, like like there were there were there were bigger swings compared to you know um, uh, season one and you know characters who we wouldn't who we really wouldn't expect to meet or uh, interact with did and it was. It was even. It felt even more special, and it felt even more "what if" than than season one. Mm, yeah, uh, I think so. That that uh, did there. Do you think you ever feel kind of with these episodes, as I mentioned, like they're kind of trapped within the MCU? Do you ever feel like that watching this? Like you wish they could, you know, maybe go bigger with some of the "what if" ideas in terms of like not being so like they have to do the MCU characters. Like well, I already see so much of these characters. I've already seen so much already, especially with like Tony Stark and. You know, Thor and Captain America yeah. variations. What, what do you think about that? Well, um, they are. Yeah, it, it it still does feel even with characters like um, like uh, um, uh, Kahori and um, uh, um, who is it? Uh, T'Chaka and Goliath. There's still other characters who we've met. Like I would love a 
a what if with Namor, Moon Knight, Kamala Khan, like America Chavez. Like there's still there's still characters in the MCU we haven't uh, had what if you know we, we haven't played what if yet with. Um, but yes, it would be really cool if we could get uh, X Men or Fantastic Four along here. Um, also, there was no, there was not a single one this this season with Spider Man. Season one had oh. had one Spider Man, uh, the zombie episode. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. And, and then and they, uh, I don't think it was Tom Holland. Maybe it was, but um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, but um, they do get talented voice actors who can kind of do the voice because that is not uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing. Uh, Tony Stark. Uh, Tony Stark. Mick oh, Wigner is is doing uh, Tony Stark in this. Yeah, it's a it's a really talented voice actor to like kind of emulate that. I, even I can't do like that. Robert Downey Jr. kind of a uh, SoCal kind of voice. Um, okay, um, uh, here's the deal, uh, Spider Man. Uh, like you know, he's very uh, kind of quippy and you know, yeah. Is that, is that him? Yeah, yeah. Ta- ta- talented guy. Um, uh, he he does, he does a great job. Um, but, um, yeah, um, not a single one episode season two even gave us a a Spider-Man or, um, uh, Hope Van Dyne, Janet Van Dyne. Like there's still like a lot of characters. I I guess that could be a critique of season two. Um, we, we, we got a lot of Bucky this season. We, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of Thor again. I, I get it. We we like Thor. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange. That's different because like like um, Captain Carter. He he's kind of been a, th- a through line, uh, and he only uh, shows up in like the last two episodes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because in season one, he gets his own episode. Um, you know, what if instead of losing his hands, Doctor Strange loses his heart, and then he comes back in, in the end of uh, in of um, season one. And then here he comes back at the end of season five to recruit. Sorry, the end of season eight to recruit. Like you said, he comes in at the end to recruit uh, Captain Carter. And then it's only in the last episode is he revealed to be kind of the antagonist of this season. Because last season it was um, what if Ultron won and, and that man went on tour and just destroyed everything like like a virus. Um, it wasn't until the end of season two where it was revealed that, that um, it was... Doctor Strange is kind of that that character now, but uh, uh but, but yeah, um, a, a lot of Happy too. Like Happy got his own episode, and then in sixteen oh two, he's like this annoying. Um, he kept talking like <laughs> he just he just kept talking. <laughs> he said, "Damn, he just kept talking." Damn, man. This I I don't I don't know what else to say. Like, shut up. Like I don't. We're not here for you. Like you're a fun side character, but they gave you too much dialogue here. It was my, I felt the same way. I remember when I first started watching The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. But the but the uh, Federation battle droids, the Roger Rogers, they have too much dialogue. They're talking way too much. And this is annoying. Like, they're not cute. They're not funny. Like, Dave Filoni, why, why are you letting them these dumb droids that Jedi cut through like butter talk so much? Like, nah, like... I'm invested in the clones. I don't care about these but these battle droids. That's how I felt about uh, Happy in and it's John Favreau who is coming back. He did voice uh, Happy. He, yeah, John Favreau will, will, uh, he will gladly come back. It's it's funny because some actors like uh, Sebastian Stan came back for the voice. Uh, Chris Hemsworth always comes back for the voice. Haley Atwell came back for the voice. Um, uh, who else? Uh, um, Tom Hiddleston came back as low. Tom Hiddleston loves it. Oh my goodness! You can tell watching what if Tom Hiddleston is having fun in that booth, um, playing these different kinds of Lokis. Um, um, what's up? Paul Rudd is um, is voicing uh, Ant Man. Uh, who Jeff else? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Tessa Thompson. Uh, Tessa Thompson. Kate Blanchett. Um, Cumberbatch. Um, they're, they're all like a lot of them uh, come back um, are reprising their roles. But um, it yeah, it's still a valid complaint for season two. A little too familiar with the characters. Let's let's spread out a bit more. Let's play with um uh let's 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 use Moon Knight. Let's use um Namor. Let's use 
Kate Bishop. Let's use some of our new Phase Four She-Hulk. Let's use wasn't yep. She-Hulk in, in the trailer for season two oh. of the show? Or, or, or I might be tripping, but um, I she was. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe I'm making that up. But uh, <laughs> just like yeah, let, let's revisit Phase Four and Phase Five so far, and let's and let's uh, you know let's bring in. Uh, Let's do an animated King the Conqueror kind of thing. Let's do, let's do, um, let's do. Uh, what if uh, King the Conqueror never dated white women? Let's do that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> let's do an episode about that. Oh my goodness, that'd be hilarious. Um, uh, who, who was the bad guy? Um, the High Evolutionary in Guardians oh. Volume Three. Let's do something with with you know. There's a lot of characters we haven't you know like. I know we're all eager for X-Men and Fantastic Four, but uh, what if season two, even though they took bold swings and had really fun scenarios, there's a lot of characters that could have played with this season. And instead we got a lot of Thor, a lot of happy, a lot of Bucky. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I, that, that, that's the, that's the, the main uh, criticism with uh, season two. Yeah. And I think, well, depending on like when this got first got into production, because you also have to think, because Guardians came out just this year, so it was already, wrapped, yeah, yes. you know, wrapped and done. So you couldn't, but like, I think Kang, you probably could have done Kang, because he was already, I think, pretty much out when they were probably in production. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so certain characters I know that, yeah, maybe you couldn't have done due to like they probably done right in the episode. That's fair. There. That's fair. But um, like, like uh, Namor, Moon Knight, you could have used them or something. Yeah, so I just yeah I just spread it out. I mean I like Lawrence Fishburne as Goliath coming and him being in episodes um, to expand on him some more. I'm trying to think of like other side characters that we got kind of introduced to a little bit. Yeah, maybe Janet Van Dyne, like maybe see her superhero days. Um, you know, with him and with her and Hank, uh, that would have been kind of cool there. Because in yeah. I think in, in this like when they did the whole 1988, I think it was like him and J- Janet just got a divorce. Was it? Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. Okay, they just got divorced, yeah. Um, so yeah, more kind of stuff like that. Let's just yeah, because I'm you know again same get like Iron Man and Tony Stark and Thor, and it's like okay, y'all cool, but I, I want to see some other people now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> y'all had your time, you know, like time to yeah. Like that now. Um, uh, even um, even Janet Van Dyne in the comics, the Wasp is a, a founding member of the Avengers. That'd be cool to see in What If. Yeah, like that'd be what good. if you know, yeah. And yeah, it was strange. Also, is you bring that up that no Spider Man, yeah, no Spider Man this no, season. No, no Spider Man at all. Um, and uh, let's go back to last year, Multiverse of Madness. No, um, no, uh, Maria Rambo's uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, we yeah, you could have, yeah, you could have used her too. Yeah, you could have used, yeah, Maria Rambo. Could have used her. Like, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of Peggy Carter. I'm not complaining about that, but like, you know, Peggy Carter was treated terribly in Multiverse of Madness. Like, Haley, they wasted Haley Atwell's time there. Like they just they brought her on just to cut her in half. Like yeah, I think did she uh complain about that? She? she wasn't. Yeah, she she was open about she was not overly thrilled about her return. Um, in that way, like she wanted to do more than just die. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, you had me on screen for two. Yeah, and then just cut me in half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um. So what what would be your rating for season two? Of what if? Oh, uh, uh, tune in all all the way. Tune in, um, just even with those criticisms, even with three and four being weak for me. If you like Iron Man, you'll like Episode Four. If you um, um, this Gamora doesn't feel like the Zoe Saldana Gamora with like her voice at it. Yeah, the voice is way off. Way off. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, you don't sound like Gamora. You know what I mean? And Zoe Saldana has somewhat of a distinctive voice. Like, you know her voice if you hear it, I feel. <clears throat> and uh, this Gamora does not sound like her. So that, that's, that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, three and four for me are the weakest ones. But these are seven out of nine solid, like, really great what-if scenarios. All of them. Like, I really enjoyed. How would you rank them from, like, best to worst? Best to worst. Um... Man, oh man. Okay. Um, either I am either putting that this is tough. Okay, just just because I uh I I am 
I got a champion for it. I'm going to put Dervery Jacobs, episode six, Kahori at number one. Mm-hmm. Below that, I will put, because um, I, I wrote them down, haha. Um, uh, I will put Hella and Wenwu in the Ten Rings at number two, because I loved that what if matchup and like their chemistry and how much Wenwu was like, I like this girl, like, 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 you're my kind of woman. Um, and, and the actor then, for Wenwu, he didn't come back. That was a different guy. But he said yeah. They're not gonna get Tony Leong in the booth to do this, man. <laughs> this this man is is like he he came did his thing for the American audiences and he and he went back home. Like he's he's chilling. Um, um, so yeah, Wen Wu is uh, number two, and then number three, I'll put Avengers nineteen eighty eight. I I I just loved um I love King T'Chaka and Goliath, Hank Pym. And a young Peter Quill, young Hope Van Dyme. I loved everything about that. Um, so that's definitely number three. Um, I'll put the finale, episode nine, number four. I lo- I liked it, um, especially uh, you know uh, we have Captain Carter using the Power Stone to do a purple energy blast, and uh, Kahori has a blue energy blast, and they're both targeting. Uh, Doctor Strange is like using his barriers to hold up. Like it's visually and aesthetically, it's very cinematic, very engaging. Like it's a real finale. Um, so that's number four. Uh, below that, I will put um, Captain Marvel's. Sorry, Captain Carter's uh, Winter Soldier episode with with um, Old Man Bucky at at, uh, at number five. Um, and then I will do. I will do Avengers uh, 1602 uh, below there. And then after that, I will do um, What If Nebula Joined Nova, and then, I'll, and then Iron Man meets Gamora, and then Happy uh, gets powers. I think that's how I rank it from best to worst. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at the bottom, yeah, I think I'd go Happy Episode... Uh, then I would go the racing episode. Uh, then I would go, hmm, what would be after that? I'd go the Winter Soldier episode, uh, mm-hmm. probably after that one. Then I would do, hmm, what if Nebula, I would do Nebula join the Nova Corps. Then I would do, 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 do 1602, Hella Found the Ten Rings. Yeah. Strange Supreme intervene and then Kahori reshape the world. I think I'd go number one. That's how would kind of do it. Uh, what about Avengers 1988? Oh, 1988. Oh, uh, that one. I'd place. Well, let me see. I guess if I have Kahori number one, Strange Supreme intervened, uh, number two, and then Hello Found Ten Rings, I'd go number four. I put yeah, in- yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good one. Yeah, that's a solid one there. Um, that kind of match up there with everybody. Mm. Yeah. Who else was like a a past hero that they could kind of draw from to be a part of that team? Um, um, I'm trying to think if, who else. If they want to, if they want to go deep cut, like um, in season one, the zombie episode, they brought back um Peggy's uh, niece, Sharon Carter. Oh, okay. They could, you know, who, who's who's the power broker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, they could bring her back because she was in the zombie episode, and you know she was. They could bring back um, Quicksilver if they wanted to. Are they allowed yeah. to? Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, if they bring back Wanda, I don't see why they couldn't bring back Quicksilver. Yeah. yeah. At first, when Kahori showed up in like that episode, I thought that was Quicksilver at first. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that Quick? I was like, oh, it's Kahori. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too. I was like, I was like, oh, Quicksilver. Okay, that's, that's what's up. Like, haven't seen him in a while, but I was like, oh, Kahori. Oh, I forgot she can do. Kahori can do everything. Like, she has every. Every base level superpower, but like she has all of them. She's like so well rounded. Yeah, and then uh, Amer- uh, America Chava is like if we're talking multiverse, she punches holes in space and time. Um, uh, I actually had um someone tweeted out. I think so, there was some there was a Marvel account that tweeted um like what do you want to see in season three, and um what did I say? I said um one of them. Well, I, I can I can do all of them. It's just three. Uh, what if King T'Chaka, uh, King T'Chaka brought his nephew back home after killing 
Prince and Jobu. Um, oh, that's a good one. What if Kamala Khan and America Chavez swap powers, meaning Kamala Khan can now punch holes in space and time. She could punch a hole to the uh, the the uh, Nor dimension where the clandestines and whatever where they come from. That's a good one. And then uh, this one. Uh, what if Namor's mother's home, uh, Yucatan Mayan Pal- uh, Peninsula, was never colonized and like Namor was born on land, still a mutant, um, but like they never colonized and and Telokin was like Wakanda, uh, above land, like on land, but remained hidden because like they have vibranium technology to help them stay hidden. Yeah, like, you do. Uh, what if Wakanda? What if Talo? Join forces. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. What if they weren't together? Um what if they joined forces, scared the fuck out of white people? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way yeah, the way it could have happened. Uh, uh what is uh, yeah, uh, just to shout them out because they 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 had a bunch of um cool ones. Uh at Silly Wacky Boy. Okay. Uh what if Thanos invaded New York instead of Loki in twenty twelve? Like like Thanos versus just the original six Avengers. Like, could they do it? Um, Thanos, his army, no Infinity Stones, just him and the, and the original six Avengers. Could they do it? Maybe. Um, uh, what if Wen Wu saved his wife? Uh, what if What if Shang Chi's mom uh, didn't die? That, that, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, what if Pietro didn't die in a in a Age of Ultron? Uh, what if what if Iron Man fought the real uh, Wenwu and the Ten Rings in, in, in back in two thousand eight? Um, what if the other half flipped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You found it. Yeah. Uh, what if Moon Knight encountered the God Butcher? That's that's that's, a, that's a, Gore. Yeah. What if Gore yeah, actually killed Thor was, and killed all the gods? That was last year. I think they they they, they could have t- they had time to do Gore if they wanted to. A wasted villain. What if the Winter Soldier killed Petticoat? Like the, yeah. I mean, wasn't she already an old woman by the time? I guess, yeah. I guess. What if he killed her as an old woman, and then Steve was so mad he killed maybe the Winter Soldier? Yeah, and like, what if he found out she died by by Bucky? Like, how would that change the relationship? Oh yeah. Um, what if Wanda watched musicals instead of sitcoms? Oh, that's that's how would good. how would that affect uh, WandaVision? It'd be it'd be. That shit would be like a Tyler, It'd be bigger. It'd be Tyler bigger. Perry stage production. Everybody getting abused and yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, can we please stop? No. <laughs> uh, what if Matt Murdock never went blind? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, huh. uh, Josh, do you have uh, top of your head? Do you have any what if scenarios you want you would you want to see in season three? Uh, what if scenarios in season three? I think yeah. The what if like Talo and Wakanda? What if they join forces? The two of yeah, them. Powerful nations. What if they did that? Uh, that'd have been kind of interesting. Uh, thinking about some of the new characters that we've gotten uh, so far, like what if Shang Chi? What if his sister was the one that got the Ten Rings and not him, and she or fought him. her father? That's a, that's a cool, good. I like that one too. Um, maybe do something with Kang if you could do something with him. I wonder. Or they're just gonna, are they just going to completely like? Okay, we don't know that motherfucker exists anymore. Yeah. They're just going to just completely distance themselves. Like, okay, we don't know him anymore. Uh, do 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 What else? What if uh Jane Foster stayed Thor? What if she stayed Thor instead yeah, of him? Um, that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head right now. Um, um, our our friend also at the top of his list. Um. I'm not sure what they're referring to, but um, what if the Eternals interfered? Yeah, what if they, like, because a lot of people complaining, like, hey, why don't you step in during slavery or World War II or, you know, any of this other stuff? It's like, yeah, why didn't, why yeah. weren't you there for that? But um, I, out of all of them, from, from that list um, on, on Twitter, um, what immediately jumped out to me and, like, was painting a picture in my head, what if... What if uh, Moon Knight met the God Butcher? What if, like, what if um, Gore was on tour, slicing and dicing gods, and he made it to Khonshu, and like, and like Khonshu was like, "Oh, you have the uh, Necroblade," and he's like afraid of that because it, it can vanquish gods, um, and like, um, but like, unfortunately for you, like, I it won't be easy to take me down. I, I have an avatar. I have a warrior. I have, I have. Um, I have um, a fist in the world of man who fights for me, and like, like I, I can imagine Gore going for the blow to kill Khonshu, and then 
cue the music. Da, 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 da. And here comes Moon Knight, like with his uh, with his crescent moon daggers, blocks the thing, and like, and, and they have a cool fight. You know, I think that'd be a really cool what if scenario. Uh, let me look at some of these replies here. So somebody said, instead we're getting, and in response to what this person did, it said, instead we're getting, what if Hawkeye watched Transformers, or what if Tony <laughs> ate cheeseburger? <laughs> uh, you know, and then this person as a hater. <laughs> uh, please God, no more Peggy Carter. Um, well, why? Why? Um, let's see. Uh, I've been trying to come up with one to redeem Darben, but I can't think of any. Uh, Darben was the villain of the Marvels movie. Um, she deserves some justice. I yeah, that was ooh, that was rough. Not her fault. Not her yeah. fault. Um, there's 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 n- there's no way an MCU movie is uh, under two hours long. That studio interference. That movie was chopped to bits. That's you can't blame the actors. Dog, come on. Yeah, this is a funny one. They say, uh, "What if this franchise died and people wrote real stories again?" <laughs> uh, wow. <well. laughs> Um, this person has some other what ifs. They say, "What if Hank Pym was the one stuck with Kang in the quantum realm instead of uh, Janet?" That's a good one. What if Hulk was on Earth for Civil War? Uh, what if Odin told Loki he was adopted as a child? What if Tony faced yeah the real Mandarin? Okay, yeah, that, that that's a good one. Go back to Civil War. What if Hulk and Thor were were around for that? Whose side would be um, Hulk would probably be with Iron Man because they're buddies. Science and, bros. Yeah, science bros. And then Thor and Cap always have their banter on the battlefield together. So, like, as friends. So, like, uh, on the battlefield, Thor and, and Cap are always friends. So, like, uh, it would be Thor would be Team Cap and Hulk would be probably be Team Iron Man. And they'd be the only. Well, no, because Vision's there. So, yeah, it, it'd be. It, 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 there'd be some matches. There'd be some matches. It, it would be Wanda that takes, takes on Vision and Thor takes on uh, Hulk because everyone else is like. Not as you know, powerhouse as those guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you gave it a tune in uh, for what if season two? Yeah, for, for for sure. Even with even with the criticism and and in my personal opinion, two week episode, two weaker episodes. There, these are seven great what if scenarios, and for sure, tune in if you like season one. Season two goes even bigger. So, tune in for sure. You could do what if the Eternals introduce themselves to the Avengers? Maybe you could do that. Yeah, maybe. yeah, that 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 that'd be awesome. Yeah, because I remember the what's his name in it, the uh, Richard uh, Madden character Icarus. He was like, you know, what if I lead the Avengers? I, don't know, I could do that. He's like, I could lead the Avengers, so maybe he does that. They literally say he said he said well, I can do it. like um I, did he say what if I did it or did he say I could do it? He said uh yeah he said I could do it yeah he said yeah he said well, well I could do it yeah yeah. So that, yeah. that, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, with this, yeah, I think this is a slight improvement over season two. I think you got a little bit more interesting stories. I think it is, like we said before, kind of restricted about the amount of, you know, kind of maybe stories you can tell because you're kind of restricted with some of the characters. But I said you can expand. You got a lot of good characters. We're on phase five of this universe now. You can do America Chavez and Kamala Khan, more Shang-Chi stuff, uh, more stuff from, you know, the Thor universe, uh, you know, you know, just expand it a little bit more with a lot of these other characters. Uh, but I give it kind of a stream it, I think, uh, for that. Uh, do you like the still like the animation style of this? It's kind of good for you. Um, uh, I got used to it. In season one, I was like, okay, this looks a little cheap. They didn't want to put too much effort into this animated anthology show um, where they could have. We know what we know what it looks like when Disney puts money into their animation, like. Hair looks real. Water looks real. You can feel the the breeze, like you know, like um, like uh, like Pixar and like movies like um, like Encanto. I remember watching Encanto in theaters. I'm like, wow! Like they keep Disney animation, even outside of Pixar, they keep getting better. Like their movies keep getting more and more crisp, and like it's clearly animated, but the detail they're getting is fantastic. What if it doesn't have that? But I will say um, the action is still fantastic, but um, the animation—it's—it's it's kind of. Did you ever watch MTV in the early two thousands? They had a Spider Man show. They had an animated Spider Man show, uh, and it looked very PlayStation graphic. Like, um, 
I'm not saying what if looks like that, but um, and I and I don't like calling it cheap, but you can you can tell if I'm watching it. It could be more. Yeah, it could be it could be heightened. Could, <laughs> yeah, this this. <laughs> yeah, it could be it could be more fluid. It could be sharper, but like um, for what it is, it it works and it looks great. So yeah. So tune in and stream it. Well, what if? 